Warning. This podcast contains graphic and explicit adult language and content, along with horrific mispronunciation. Viewers' discretion is advised. Enjoy. I'm recording. Are you recording? Yes, I'm recording. Are you recording? I'm recording. We are recording. Cool. We're in this bitch. We are in this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, I am one of your hosts, Ireland. My name's Alyssa. I have a banana. And welcome to High Crimes and Misdemeanors. Mike, what? Do you want another sticker on your laptop? I got it from this banana. Oh, it never mind. I ripped it. That was heartbreaking. <laughs> and you can go get fucked. Uh, I will after this. I just got to drive to like Missouri or something. Are you ready about who we're going to be talking about today? Oh gosh, yes. I'm super ready. All right, we have a tasty treat for y'all today. Yes, pun fully intended. Oh shit. I know. Oh, that was good. That was Thank a good you. one. I know you, you couldn't find one for a second. I could not. Um, so in our latest installment of our fairly local series, we are covering the man, the myth, the legend, Jeffrey Dahmer. Also known as the twink of the true crime community. <laughs> I wanted to have a joke prepared for today, but uh, believe it or not, serial killer jokes are not sweeping the internet forums. Who would have thought? Um, homophobic. It is homophobic. <laughs> Especially Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, I feel like there's so many easy ones. There is. But we already covered the cannibal clown one, so I didn't want to reuse any jokes. <laughs> it's really nice to switch spots, because like, now you get to talk about people, and I get to eat this here nanner. This is such an interesting... No. I'm like nervous. To, like, I don't be nervous. And... It'll just roll off the tongue, you know? Just <laughs> roll off. Do you like ASMR? <laughs> you probably don't know. Tasty. Give him a shake of the, the ice. Oh yeah, you hear that? That probably will come out really aesthetically pleasing, oh but like here, you know things that are aesthetically pleasing but to your ear holes. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Audiolistically, audiolistically, like these sick nasty microphones. <laughs> oh, so sick nasty. Sound like I might in your ear because good heaven. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, uh, technically speaking, Jeff isn't a native Ohioan. Yes, I call him Jeff. We're on first name basis. So oh. Thank you. Um, however, he did live in Ohio for his formative years and also committed his first murder here. So we're going to consider him fairly local. We're first in something. What's up? What's up? What's up? Not only are we the sex trafficking capital, but Jeff did his first murder here. Opiates. Yeah, right. <laughs> So personally, I think most of the fascination surrounding Dahmer is the fact that for all intents and purposes, he grew up in a fairly normal household and was really no different than the rest of us weirdos who self-isolated out of fear of rejection. God damn. (laughs) Sorry to hit so close to home, but like, let me just... keep that in mind for my therapist (laughs) on Wednesday. Shit. So I'm starting to think I have a lot in common with Jeffrey Dahmer, and I'm not sure what that means for me. (laughs) You have a tattoo and you weren't sure... Jesus Christ. This I'm is talking about your therapist. My therapist already dancing. knows. <laughs> that laugh is not helping my case. Um, not to mention the pure neglect out of the behalf of the police department, deprived mostly from racism and bigotry, mm-hmm. and also the uh, thing we hear about a lot, the less dead being you know, sex workers, particularly sex workers of color. Um, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Police being bigots? No. <laughs> Never. Never. Racism in the police department? Contrast probably believe George Floyd is alive and well. <laughs> Isn't that the biggest uh, conspiracy? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. He's living on that island with Elvis Presley and Michael Jackson. I want to be part of that island. <laughs> All right. So now I know this. It's not necessarily cool to be like, hey, what was your first serial killer? But this is a true crime oh. podcast. So, Lissa. What was the first true crime story or serial killer that caught your attention? Holy shit. 
That's like asking a whore about her first time, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, oh, my first. Your first or your favorite, I suppose. I think the first I knew about on a wide scale is probably Jeffrey Dahmer because my mom's weird obsession with him. She's like, hey, what's from here? Did you know that? And I'm like, thanks, I'm eight. Like, <laughs> Right, like this is not something I need to hear about at eight years yeah. old. Uh, for me, it was also Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Um, I don't know why or when, but I definitely remember hearing the notorious That's what All righty, so let's get into the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. This dead. one's, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm like, ha. Ah. <laughs> All right, so our story begins on May 21st, 1960, which I believe makes him a Gemini. What? Is no. he a Gemini? I think. He, oh yeah, he is a Gemini. What's his birthday? May twenty first. May twenty first. Nineteen sixty. Holy God, damn! Please don't be a Gemini. I swear to God, I'm pretty sure he's a Gemini. Wait, twenty <laughs> first? Yes. That's like the day before my little brother. That's a Gemini. That's fucking weird. Uh... That explains everything. Listen, I dated a Gemini, and he was like, I write fan fiction about me and my friends. But me and my zodiac sign were two different people. Like, there's me because I'm a Gemini, and I have like this evil twin that kills all my friends. And I was like, "You write fan fiction about That's... killing your friends?" And all of his friends like would read the fan fiction, and they'd be like, "Yo, uh, name redacted. This is so messed up." And I'd be like, "You guys, are... he's writing a manifesto." That's definitely a manifesto about killing um... you guys, and you guys are like, "This is so good. Write another one." Did no, no. What, the what would you do if I wrote a fan fiction in which we're like ghouls? Like, like I want to be the creature from the Black Lagoon so I can be tall and swole. What, what, like, if I wrote a fan fiction, who would you be in my fan fiction? I'd prefer to be the victim. Just really? so I don't have to. See, the thing is, is like, I thought about before, like, if I were in like a horror movie scenario, I'd want to be the first one out. I don't want to deal, deal with all of the running because first of all, a bitch can't do cardio. Oh no! no I don't want to deal with all the running. I don't want to deal with a panic attack because like the first person who gets killed is usually like not aware of what's going on, except for in Scream, of course. But in general, like the mm. first person who gets killed doesn't know what's going on. It's usually a sneak attack, real quick, done. So like, at least I don't have to worry about the stress and anxiety of trying to run for my life. Dude, yeah, you know how like in zombie movies. When they, like, just, they're so intent on surviving. Right. I honestly probably would just kill myself. Right, you might as well. Yeah, when I saw the panic room for the first time, I was, like, a crisp seven, and my, my mom's boyfriend was there. And it was the scene where Jodie Foster is trying to tape the air vent shut because they're sending, like, fumes in. And she was, like, telling her daughter, Chris, it's Joey Love, my life, to breathe through a hole in the wall. And I was, like, Jess was sitting on the couch, and I was sitting on the couch, obviously on a mound of laundry, and I was, like... I'd just kill myself. And then he later told my mom, and my mom was like, never say that, which is words she echoed when I was 13. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Continue. Got a little off um, track, but continue. All right, so he was born on May 21st, 1960. That's when little Jeffrey Dahmer came into the world, a Gemini. Um, he was born, he was the first born to Joyce and Lionel Dahmer. It is Lionel? Lionel. Wow. Okay, we got Lionel, Clarnell, Waltrud, Jesus. Joyce is such like a bitch name too. It like is. Joyce. I have an aunt Joyce. I think she's no longer with us, but everybody's like, you did you go to her sure. funeral? And I genuinely can't place a face of who she is. <laughs> Joyce, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm told you were a sweet lady. <laughs> Uh, and it is a commonly known fact that these two were not meant for each other. Oh, no. Um, their marriage was loveless, and it was said they were wildly incompatible. 
Um, apparently, Joyce also suffered massive amounts of nausea and discomfort during her pregnancy and never fully recovered from her postpartum depression. Um, and it is also, some people say that she was also on a lot of, like, antidepressants and Bro, stuff like that when she was pregnant with him. fucking vibing, dude. So, the winds of serial killerdom are already starting to blow. Oh, you know it. Um, not to mention, Joyce was on a heavy, oh yeah, so, yeah, Joyce was on a heavy cocktail of mental health medication, which surely didn't contribute to her son's fucked up mental health. Um, that's the tits. Lionel was a chemist who often lost himself in his work, and he was also in a PhD program, which I'll get into more later. But uh, and Joyce was so consumed by her depression, which she constantly reminded Jeff of, that even though she was a stay-at-home mom, she really wasn't really home. She really wasn't home. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. We've got white parents, too. We know exactly what he's doing. We've grown up in the suburbs. Dude, well, yeah. suburb adjacent. So if he wasn't from Ohio... He did live in Ohio for a second, mm-hmm. right? With, with Oh, for a while. But where was he born? He was born in Iowa. Iowa? Ames, Iowa. Where they make white people. We, where have, they we make already people. talked about Iowa. We did talk about Iowa. Shout oh out to Iowa. Oh, my God. Um, now, ironically, as a young kid, Dahmer actually loved animals. He was able to hold, or not hold, but he was able to handle a goldfish and a turtle at the tender age of 18 months. It's said he found dealing with animals easier than relating with humans, or dealing with humans. He could have been is, a vet. Right? Like, he could have been so many things, and it's really sad um, how fucked up he became and it really wasn't like anyone well we'll get into it later but no one really was like hey little kid want me to like suck on your balls like it was nothing like that (laughs) like there was no like outward hey this is a really fucked up thing happened to him and that's why he is the way it is it was just kind of like a while it was like a slow burn kind of thing it was um so to me it's pretty apparent that even at this young age, he was going through something. Um, he struggled to play with other children, not quite figuring out how exactly to interact with them. Some people theorize that he was actually on the autism spectrum, and others chalk it up to classic uh, antisocial personality disorder. Um, given how he came into the world and how his parents' relationship was, either seems highly likely to me. Or a combination of the two. I'm just realizing... I think my parents thought I was going to be a serial killer when I was a kid because I got really antisocial out of nowhere. Oh, God. Like, I went from being, like, this, like, uppity, happy kid who would meet my dad at the door after work, and then, like, at family get-togethers, I would purposely sit alone, and I'm just now realizing... You were Jeffrey Dahmer as a kid? They probably thought I was on my way to something, and that's why they'd force me to play with the kids. Which is understandable, but if I find, looking back on my own, like, childhood, that I think a lot of the things that seem like they could have been really problematic behaviors or really just um, indicative of just, like, basic mental health stuff that was going on at the time that I was probably born with, you know? Oh, wow. Maybe she's born with it. Oh, yeah, she totally is. (laughs) It's mental illness. (laughs) Um, So then in 1964, things, things seemed to get worse after he had to go through an extremely painful hernia surgery, and this is one of the events that is said to have changed him forever. Um, I've never had a hernia, nor had surgery to fix it, but I don't know that it would make me go cuckoo bananas. How old was he when he did that? He was four. I think he had a hernia at four. I have no idea. See, that's the, that's the thing. I'm sure you could maybe find more information on that, but, like, I tried to and I couldn't figure out. It was just said he had a hernia, which I think hernias are usually from, like, moving weird or, like, strenuous activities. I don't know. Hernia is a bulging of an organ or tissue through the abdominal opening. Ooh. Typically involves the stomach and intestine. Oof. 
Yeah, okay, so maybe I can just, like, see, especially in, like, what, 1960s, having a surgery like that probably wasn't great. Yeah, it's uh, a hernia occurs when an organ or fatty tissue squeezes through a weak spot in the surrounding muscle or connective tissue. The most common types of hernia are in your inner groin or outer groin or belly button and upper stomach. It's fucking intense. That's... Um, Well, in his instance, uh, the pain was so bad that he actually thought the doctors had removed his genitals in the surgery. Oh my god. Um, Brian Masters, author of The Shrine of Jeffrey Dahmer, speculated in his 1993 book that this began Dahmer's obsession with the human body and what existed inside of it. Which I can see, Hmm. like, after getting a major surgery, how you would be really fascinated with that. At four. At four. The curiosity kicked up another notch when he covered a radiation research center that experimented on farm animals on the outskirts of Ames, Iowa, where his father was studying for his PhD in chemistry. Soon after, he discovered bones in the crawl space of his family homes, rat bones, in case you were wondering. Oh, cool. Um, And he was delighted. He called them his fiddlesticks and played with them. You know, I'm thinking him and I probably would have been good pals if we were kids. That's at the what same I'm time. saying. Like, like at this point, he just seems like every person I was friends with in high school. Yeah, <laughs> and myself like included. Us right now. Yeah, like that's like, that's why I find Dahmer so fascinating. That could be because I mean, like he is so similar to so many people I know. Yeah, I think the human body is cool too. The amount of jewelry I have that's fashioned after like anatomy, like I've got my eye ring. I've got a necklace with a charm that has a pair of lungs. There's something about anatomy that's extremely it's fascinating. It's so cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm in this bitch. This bitch is in me. Wow. So after a while, he figured out that inside every living being was a different new set of quote-unquote fiddlesticks just waiting to be harvested for his own pleasure. Now, we're all definitely thinking, holy shit, what a creepy little kid. <laughs> um, definitely a fucking serial killer. But he also had like a weirdly soft side. Um, this dude, like, casually fucking nursed a baby hawk named Dusty, yes, Dusty, back to health. So I'm a little confused about how I feel. Because, meanwhile, like, it doesn't seem like he was killing things at this point. It's just, like, if he found a dead animal on the side of the road, he'd, like, yeah, you know, like, get its yeah. bones. Which, again, isn't that outside of what we do. Like, I've definitely gone on hikes and been like, oh my god, bones. Dude, yeah, listen, um... There was a cat in my neighborhood before I moved to Columbus that died, and its bones, my mom didn't bury it, she kind of just put it behind one of the trucks, mm. and, like, its bones were just there. And if I didn't know the cat personally, I probably would have swooped them up. Sure. But I did know the cat, and the cat was such a little sweetheart, so I left oh. its bones. That's respectable. But, like, what I'd do to have a cat skull right now, I'm pissed I didn't. Wait, 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 I just realized there was no skull. Someone took that skull. I just realized there was no skull. There was all the other bones. Someone nipped at. Oh my god! <laughs> Continue. I don't want to think about this anymore. So meanwhile, his parents didn't give a fuck. Like, did not give two shits. Um, his dad was just working on this PhD at the time, and his mother was balls deep in her depression soup. Joyce completely disregarded Jeff, which does wonders for a burgeoning serial killer, we can all be certain, mm-hmm. um, while also heavily medicating herself. Lionel. Um, Lionel... You had me all fucked up. Lionel. <laughs> Lionel uh, just didn't really pay attention to either of them. So even from a young age, Jeff was Jeff was pretty much left to his own creepy devices. Maybe. Like, his mom wasn't really... Just didn't really give a shit about him. Like, she probably, like, cooked him food and did, like, the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. 
And then his dad just kind of was lost in his work, so like Didn't was never really around. Didn't he have like two siblings, or did I imagine that? He did have a brother, which comes later, because yeah. we're about to head to Ohio here in a bit. Um, now, compared to some of our much crazier dudes like Ted Bundy and Richard Ramirez, episodes coming eventually. Uh, <laughs> fuck Richard Ramirez. Uh, Fuck Richard Ramirez. Fuck Ted Bundy. Fuck Ted Bundy. They're okay, not, not even attractive. There. They're not, okay, they're not even attractive. The Zac Efron Ted Bundy. That's different. That's Zac yes. Efron. But Ted Bundy as a person, no. No, he wasn't that attractive. And he wasn't, like, he was a piece of shit the whole time. Yeah, the only like, he was way clearly he could a piece get of women shit. was pretending to be wounded because he couldn't charm them because they knew. Right. And then Richard Ramirez, do we even need to talk about Dad Dude's tea first? Listen, if they were completely rotten, I'd understand. But the fact that they just were beyond that. They were so past the point. They were, like, falling out. Like, uh, that's one thing everyone said about him is he had wicked halitosis. Dude, yeah, and the stench. The stench. Dude, oh um, my god. Continue. I'll but there we'll was, save that rant for another day. Um, but there was no blatantly fucked up shit in his life. There were no beatings, no crazy cousins to show, show him torture, porn, and drugs. Honestly, if someone would have helped him out just a little bit, he probably would have turned out fine. Just one groovy aunt or uncle, and Jeff might have been the funny and slightly creepy funeral director. Oh my um, god, I didn't even think about that. Right, like, he probably, if someone would have intervened, like, some, like, you know, like, cool aunt or cool yeah, uncle, just like be like, hey, Jeff, family member. like, I see you, I see you struggling, bud, let me take you under my wing, and we can get you through this, and with some therapy and some, like, really nice oh rehabilitation, god. he probably would have just ended up being, a, like, a mortician. Dude, imagine if men just went to therapy. Imagine if men just went to therapy. He could be someone's cool gay cousin right now, someone's cool gay neighbor. I baked you a pie, like... Like, he'd be the, he'd be the coolest, nicest neighbor. Oh, he'd probably sorry, be really quiet. Oh, you're my bad. I like your socks. <laughs> 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 All right, so here, um, in 1966, the Dahmer family moved to... Da, 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 Doylestown, Ohio. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I don't know why, but Doylestown is just really funny what to is, me. Like, where, how far is that? Doylestown, like from where we live right now. Um, I'm not sure. The like, the only place I actually looked up to see how close it is is Bath Township, which I'll get to in a minute. Doylestown. Um, that's only 54 minutes away. Damn, that's spooky. We're gonna go on a vacation, guys. We're gonna go on the Dahmer field trip. <laughs> um, so Joyce was pregnant at this time, and Dahmer had hoped that with a new baby. This is so sad to me. Yeah. Dahmer had hoped that with a new baby brother would come the promise of a companion. Instead, this plummeted his mother into a deeper, more permanent depression. Aww. Like, this poor baby boy was like, so baby brother, and it's gonna be so much fun, I'm gonna have a friend, and then his mom just turned into a bigger bitch. Oh. Yeah, it's really sad. That's so sad. So then a year later, in 1967, his family moved to Bath Township, which is around Fairlawn. It's around Fairlawn and Cuyahoga Falls, about an hour and 15 minutes from where we sit. I used to live near Cuyahoga Falls. Yeah, it's right around there. It's close to Akron. Like, it's really close yeah. to Akron. In yeah. fact, that's where the Jeffrey Dahmer house is, where he made, where he um, committed his first murder. But we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. Um, so here, Joyce lost herself in the Depression. Lionel lost himself in his work. And Jeffrey lost himself in the imagination and fucked up little games that he created. Oh, to be a gay boy in Cuyahoga Falls. Truly. Um, excuse me. I think my mic is picking me up. It's because I'm so damn loud. Oh, are you picking um, me up? I am picking you up a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, Maybe it'll just be a quiet pause. So he was able to make friends with one boy named David Borsolve. 
Um, with any luck, Holmdew changed his name and moved far, far away. Fingers crossed, David. Fingers crossed, David. I'm not going to come looking for you. I'm not that big of a weirdo. <laughs> She's totally a Negro. So anyway, bringing David into his confidence, Dahmer showed him his favorite game, Infinity Land. This is the one where, like, I feel like for me, whenever someone mentions Infinity Land, it freaks me out. Like, it's such a weird name for a game. And at this point, he was like, what? He was born in 1960, so he was seven at this point. Uh-huh. Um, so... If you've seen my friend Dahmer, I'm sure you'll remember the references to this game. Essentially, in this game, men represented by sticks would be made to inch closer and closer together until one of them, with no real rhyme or reason, would disappear into a vortex of nothingness. And this was a game he played regularly with himself. I don't like that. I don't like that either. I don't like that he called it Infinity Land. I don't like any part of it. So it's just the men made out of sticks. He would just, like, move them like closer and closer and closer and then once they like touched or would be like close enough that they could touch he would just like throw one of them out and be like they disappeared uh, to my under that's the way i understand the game no. yeah that's a big fat no yeah, but it. again a kid i think that shows a lot um this did show a lot of promise in his vast imagination like again if he would have had the right skill set i feel like he could have just been a really good author he could have been or something George R. R. martin who Jeffrey R.R. Dahmer. (laughs) Dahmer wasn't even 10 when he was playing this game. I don't know about you, but nine-year-old me was up to much dumber shit. Much dumber. Um, It's also apparent, however, that he was becoming increasingly isolated during his formative years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty intense. I mean, there's just a lot of red flags, but it's not like something that's... It's not like he was murdering animals and stuff. I mean, at this point, he was still taking care of animals and still being like a super friendly little boy. He just didn't like people. Do you think that when he was killing actual people that he would take care of animals? Actually, that's a good question because I think... I don't know if he actually had exotic fish at some point because I remember that's what he kept telling people was the reason for like the stench in his apartment was he's like I just have these exotic fish that like died and I haven't done anything with them so that's why it stinks uh maybe you should do something about that bud no fucking kidding (laughs) um so later on when Dahmer showed interest in the more macabre like soaking bones in bleach his dad encouraged his curiosities being chemist himself and walked him through the process step by step by the way, soaking bones in bleach makes them brittle and isn't a good way to bleach them. But anyway. It's not. not. There's like a process you gotta do. Uh, yeah, you're, you can't even really boil bones. There's like a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, so Lionel eventually got his son a chemistry set, which contained caustic chemicals that Jeffrey used to experiment on bugs and dead animals. Not exactly what Lionel had in mind, but mm-hmm. hey, at least he wasn't bothering him. Yeah. Um, now that, I think, it wraps up the early portion of Jeff Dahmer's life, and that's about as far as I've gotten in my research so far. That's but a um, little, little, maybe if each episode was around like 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I think it's a good just little introduction to let you know like what was going on up until the point where he was in Ohio, which is where he went to high school. He yeah. spent a lot of years. It wasn't until, because he actually went to Ohio State University, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't until probably his early 20s before he moved to Milwaukee, and that's when he moved in with his grandma. But this is all stuff we will cover later on. I wonder how many Ohio State University alums are, like, serial killers. Dude, probably a lot. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself, but poor, poor Jeff. I feel, I feel sympathy to him up until this point, just yeah. because, like, poor kid had no one around him to, like, steer him in the right direction. 
Because I feel like neglect sometimes is worse than just straight up abuse. Because I think plenty of people are able to grow up and break the cycle of abuse. But when it's neglect and it's not as a parent, it's kind of harder to work through. Um, but yeah, this is the first chapter in the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, but I, I, I don't know why I find his upbringing extremely fascinating. Because it's so, like, for lack of better words, bland. It's so mundane. There's, like, nothing. There's no, like, There's no spies. creepy uncle who's like, hey, let me tell you about Nam. Oh. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying, there's there was nothing like that going I think on. Richard Ramirez is on goal or cousin or whatever the fuck shit. And I think he also needs to go to prison for a very also, long time. Yes, but uh, isn't he dead? Probably. Probably. Me and Dad watched The Night Stalker, and he was like, he died of cancer, and I was like, yeah, that's what got him in 2014. And I was like, hold on, let me look that up. Oh, in 2013. Sorry. And he was like, it's one year. How did you know the year? And I was like. Mind your own business. Next question. I'll never forget when Charlie Manson died because I was at Disney World and it truly was the happiest day of my you were life. At Disney World? I was at Disney World when That's I got the news. Everything. And I was like, "Ding dong, the dumb bitch is dead." <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Charlie Manson. I know that like the year before that there was like a death hoax. And I was yeah. Like, is he finally gone? And they were like, "No, he's not." And I was like. And then they finally died. When he did finally die, I thought it was a hoax again, but nope. I got so many texts that day. Really? <laughs> Everyone oh and their mom texted me to let me know that Charlie Manson died. That's amazing. It was brilliant. And I was at Disney World, so I was like, this truly is the happiest place on earth. I don't know how I'll feel when Ed Kemper dies, just because I'm really... Um, simping for him? I, simping doesn't sound right. That sounds problematic. I'm very intrigued by him. Yeah, and I understand that because Ed Kemper is another one of those where it's like, you kind of feel bad for him. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him because they, they literally said that, like, oh, he'll be fine. Just don't give him to his mother. And then what do they do? They're like, hey, Clarnell, here's your punching bag. And that's something also that I think is really interesting with Jeffrey Dahmer is, like, even though... If I grew up in his household, my main problem would be with my mother. Yeah. But he never went that direction. He just went in the very, like, he was lonely and wanted yeah. to kill people, so he had company. Yeah. And... Uh, something that... You, you, there was a... God, what was it? Uh, American Horror Story Hotel. We talk about American Horror Story on here more than I'm comfortable with. I wish we got paid by them. <laughs> but... American Horror Story Hotel, uh, it's been out for a while, so spoiler, I guess. Mm -hmm. But in that, that series, the guy that Evan Peters plays, whose name I'm skipping on, but reminds me of Walt Disney, um, basically in his big hotel, he, like, would train people to be serial killers. And there was, like, the Zodiac Killer was there, Eileen Warnos was there, Richard Ramirez was there, uh, uh, what, what's his, what's his name? Big clown dude. Gacy. Gacy was there. My boy uh, Gacy. And Jeffrey Dahmer was there. And the guy who played Jeffrey Dahmer was, like, really, like, quiet and was, like, looking at, like, the detective dude that was invited. And they were like, no, 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 he's not for you. And Richard Ramirez was like, better be careful. I think he likes you. <laughs> and so, like, James March, that's, that's the name. That's Evan Peters' character's name. In that show, he was like, I've got you a gift, Jeffrey, and brings out this dude. And Jeffrey starts drilling into his head at the fucking dinner table. And I was like, listen, 
I know this show's starting to suck, but this is the tits. Yeah, that's when it started going downhill, but that is, like, a very good... Because, like, with Colt, they've... All the focus on Charles Manson was... If you're gonna go off of a really good cult leader, let's give where credit where credit is due. Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> LRH has successfully made his cult into the mainstream and good old uh Joe Smith. That's such a bland name. Joe Smith is the most it's Joseph Smith. I told someone I talked to someone who is a former Mormon and I called him <laughs> and I called him Joe Smith and he was like we don't call him that. And I was like, ah. <laughs> it's so funny. That's God. You're a fucking weird it. ass cult leader. Yeah. Messiah, I mean, whatever the fuck he is. I've never found an organized religion that isn't a cult. One day I honestly would like to do a deep dive into some religions and cults and stuff. But right now we're kind of focusing on the easy stuff. The older I get, the more I realize that Christianity is a fucking lie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> honestly, I would love to do a series just on Christianity itself. But because I will start writing it this fucking second. Fucking do it. <laughs> the opening of that episode is going to be like, hey, right now we're recording. Like, I'll be typing, like, hey, right now we're recording the Jeff Dahmer uh, first installment, but I'm just, I've decided to be pissed about Christianity and make it your guys' problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much Jeff Dahmer uh, uh, up until the good stuff starts this happening. This is the easiest part. Of this is the easiest part. Poop. What's his middle name? I don't know that. You don't know his middle I name? I think it's, I want to say it's Lionel, but that seems oh, really... Oh, it would be. That's so basic. I'm pretty Hold sure on. his middle name's Lionel. I'm going to find it. Hey, post Alyssa, edit this part out. In this part? Yeah, this part. Because these are two separate that. tracks. It is Lionel. I oh, fuck you. Dude, how did I know that? It just sounds right. Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer. It does, Dahmer. but they do seem like the basic kind of family. So. Yeah. Make the dad's name the middle Lionel, name. Lionel, I mean... I have the same middle name as my mother, so, like, I can't really judge, except, like, she almost named me Destiny. That would have been... Oh. Listen, you wouldn't have even known me, because I would have killed myself in the <laughs> I would have strangled myself with my umbilical cord. All right. Uh, do you have anything more to contribute? Uh, other than the fact that I saw a dude on TikTok bought uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's original glasses? No. I sent you a video of it. Did you not watch it? I... You skank! <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Yeah, See, yeah. I don't I don't know how I feel about things like that. Because, I mean, as much as I would love to have some serial killer memorabilia, I also feel like morally, morally <laughs> there is an issue I with think that. if I did have serial killer memorabilia, I would probably keep it to myself. Yeah. I, I would it probably would, tell, like, you. Right. I'd be like, oh, my God, I just got a John Wayne Gacy original. Like, Listen, what <sighs> I do, okay, no cap, what I do to, like, have a letter from Ed Kemper... Like for my birthday, just write him. No, I can't. But like for my birthday, if if you like presented me a letter from Ed Kemper somehow, I'd marry you off to somebody. I don't know who, Please. but I'd um, do it for you. I think of of all the things I really want, because I have like a Ted Bundy um, replica T-shirt of like the T-shirts they made when his execution was. What? Yeah, that's what that Burn Bundy Burn shirt is. That's it's a replica. Amazing. Yeah. So I have that. Um, but I think if I were to have anything, it probably would be Jeffrey Dahmer's glasses. Yeah, some guy bought them. I could get you replicas, but like... 
I don't know. Replicas are still alright because yeah. then I could wear them and not feel guilty or like or feel like prescription in them. Yeah, um, I definitely want to get the aviators just because I think I look alright in them, <laughs> and also because I want people to be afraid of me when oh I walk gosh. down the street. I, I really want an Ed Kemper letter before he dies. Yeah, I'll, I'll work like, on even it. Even if it's like, hey, uh, this is fucked up. Sign Kemper. Like, <laughs> enough. I'd frame it. Um, you know those like frames where I, it's like there's no back and it just yeah. looks like it's floating in glass. Oh, That's yeah. what I would do. Hey, uh, future fans that we have, make me it. <laughs> um, I think the only thing I would, tr- uh, only other thing I would truly want to have would be like a John Wayne Gacy painting. I that think. would be the tip. That would be so cool. He's dead. He's hella dead. Oh, I can't wait to do an episode on him. Oh my god. Oh, Gacy's gonna be a fun one. My nips are practically quivering with excitement. My wrist is trembling. <laughs> <laughs> But in a very non-sexual way. Well, this is the last episode we're ever going to do. It's, it was re- really great knowing you guys, but I do believe I've had my fill. <laughs> That's what she said. I... What is wrong with I, So many things. No! <laughs> Delete it, Alyssa. Don't leave that in. Don't give them the joy or the pleasure. Take it out. Time. Alrighty, well, I am one of your hosts, Ireland, and this is... Alyssa, I no longer have a banana. And uh, you can find me on the socials at Instagram. It is at cowboy period diplomat. Mine is leonardo.the.hoochie with two O's. Um, I don't currently have a personal Twitter, so I don't fucking care. Unless you want to see some taint, I guess you can follow <laughs> I one. mean, you can follow at cult classic babe if you're into that kind of stuff. <laughs> Very not safe for work. I don't have a Twitter. It makes me sad. Um, and then we have the Instagram for the podcast, HC and M podcast pretty cool we should also thank um at starlight studios with two r's and an underscore for the thumbnail always and uh i think that's it remember don't cannibalize your friends stay spooky stay safe wipe front to back wash your a rinse your v don't forget the paint all right no man's land land of tears love you we will catch you next time love you. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. <laughs>